What's up, So Good So Far podcast listeners? This is So Good So Far podcast. Thanks for listening. Yes. Thank you so much. My name is Nicole. I'm Jackie. This is our our 50th 50th episode. episode. We're so excited. We say that every time. We're like, this is... We say that every time. It's our 50th episode. Last time, that was our 50th episode. I think think the last time we announced it was like 10 episodes. Because that would have been the last like big milestone, I feel like. No, I feel like we went really hard in episode 30 for no reason (laughs) (laughs) we're like it's a multiple of three (laughs) we tried to do math in the episode always every episode we do math is a bad Mm -hmm. episode Mm -hmm. we'll leave the math up to you guys speaking of math some simple math for you uh, if you go on Spotify, you can now rate podcasts out of five. I mean, that's not my strong suit, so I have a hard time with it. But if you can go on there and rate us for me, I, I think we're trying to get five stars on there. So if you mm-hmm. go do that, it, there's no review part. So it, it takes like three seconds of your time. Yeah. Unfortunately, if you don't listen to the podcast on Spotify, it won't let you rate it. It didn't let me rate it. It's like you don't listen to this episode. You can't rate it. <laughs> You've never listened to one of our episodes on Spotify Jackie, you need to at least go in and play all of them for five seconds so we can get we get 50 more downloads. Anyway, yes, you can go on. All you have to do if you listen on Spotify, just follow it. Play one episode. I don't know. This episode, I guess, would be the one. Then rate it five stars. It's so easy. You just click it and say five stars. You don't have to give a review or anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but if you if you even are thinking about giving us four or less stars, just you don't have to waste your time. And it's straight Straight to jail for you. (laughs) exactly Uh, well um what's been going on in your life give us some life updates it's been a minute okay I started running oh my gosh me too (laughs) wait that sounds fake (laughs) no I told I think I said this in the last episode I'm training for the Colfax marathon relay what how much is it the leg that I'm running is only four miles so it's not like anything crazy what I'm up to right now is like three miles that I can run so I'm getting there Oh, yeah. I can't even run more than like 30 seconds. Oh, okay. I feel like that's a good way to get into it for sure. And also what I found, I mean, hot take on how to run is that (laughs) the beginning (laughs) is seriously the hardest part that like sounds so stupid. But (laughs) the first five minutes, I would say, are just like so brutal. And you're like, I'm going to have to walk soon. And then if you just kind of like keep going really slowly. You can make it five minutes. Yeah, it can go like probably 20. You can <laughs> but run I've been like, without walking. Yeah, but that's like two-ish miles. Like I don't have a good, I don't have like that high of a pace. You just have to go so slow. Like the way I jog is like literally 0.0001 miles per hour away from walking. Like I'm going <laughs> so slow. Yeah. But that's, but if you can just keep that pace and just be like, I'm just going to keep going, mm-hmm. your body will do it. It just doesn't feel good. But then once it's you so kind of get because like you'll like walk the same pace pretty much as you run, but the running right. is somehow like way more. It just feels harder. Tiring. It's yeah. like because you're like bouncing or something like that. I maybe. Well, I ran like I've, I ran three times this week, which is like that like triples the amount that I've run in two years. That's literally <laughs> so good. Last time I run, ran, I don't even know if the last time counts actually, because Bryce and I ran to like the middle of the city to Confluence Park, which is like like a 20 minute run. And I ran like probably half of it. Then we stopped at every bar on the way back. So I don't know if that counts. 
that actually sounds so fun. We always go to get, we always do drinks mm-hmm. after our run too. Yeah. It's like a nice little reward. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I, the, my last life update is that I went camping in Utah. Loved it. It was so fun. I went like near Canyonlands. Bryce's car died in the middle of the desert with no service and they're like an hour from service and like an hour and a half from the nearest city. And I just realized how fragile we are. Like, don't go camping alone, people, because you could just be stuck out there. The like, I love the outdoors, but the outdoors does not love me. You know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't love us. It doesn't owe us anything. Yeah, it doesn't owe us a working car. What did you guys end up doing? Well, luckily, we went camping with a bunch of other people, so we could jump his car. But I was just thinking about like, what if we just were like, let's go camping alone in the middle of the desert, like no service. It's fine. Like anything could happen. Literally. That is scary. Yeah. You could have just like literally gotten stranded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And oh, I wouldn't gosh. do well. I wouldn't do no, well stranded. I would I'd just not be like, honestly, well. eat me. Yeah. Like just, save yourselves. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Oh my gosh. That's scary. I'm glad you made it back safe. Mm-hmm. Yep. So those are all my life updates. What about you? How's it going? Love that. Um, yeah, I have a few life updates. I went on a little trip to Dallas to my cousin's wedding and that was fun. It was at this really beautiful venue. So I was not expecting this. Basically it was a wedding in Texas in like a small little town and the address was called Hitching Post Way. And I was like, oh, it's like a barn, you know, rustic vibe, whatever. But that was just my thought. We pull up to this place. It's a full on like Tuscan Italian villa. And I was like, what is happening? And it was so pretty. And yeah, it was just a beautiful wedding, really fun. Um, And then the rest of the weekend we just spent in Dallas. It was like high 70s, prime, prime weather. So that was a fun little, just, just a quick little trip. We were really only there for like three days. And then what else? Oh, well- I guess the, t- speaking of trips, I'm like planning so many trips and it's been really stressing me out. And I should start off by saying I'm like so thankful and excited to like be able to even travel and go on some trips and stuff. I feel like I'm planning all of them <laughs> and I do this to myself, but I'm just every single day I'm like, okay, I got to do something for this trip or for this trip. <laughs> and so that's been kind of stressing me out but not really I'm mostly excited are they for fun yeah they're just all for fun really like we have a trip to park city in a couple weeks that's like me and my mom my sisters that we got her as a gift for Christmas so we're gonna go and stay there for a weekend and then I'm going to LA for a weekend like in June and I'm also going to see my friend in Raleigh who goes to school at Duke and I'm also going to like potentially this interior design expo kind of like big conference that they do every year that they're having in person again this year. It was, it was virtual the last two years. So I've never gone. And it's like the biggest conference. It's called Neocon and it's in Chicago. So hopefully going to that. And then I'm supposed to be going to like New England in the fall. Are you going to work in all these trips? Well, most of them are like weekends. So it would just be like, they're, most of them are like quick little trips. And then I'll just take like a day of PTO here and there. So yeah, I never like use my PTO to go on like a full week long trip, which I should because it probably really rejuvenate me. But I just use it to go on like insanely packed weekend trips. And then I come back like tired, more tired mm. than I was. <laughs> but I'm like, if I'm going to go on a trip, I want to be doing a bunch of stuff. I don't want to just, I mean, maybe and. I've never done it, so I can't say, but 
going on like a beach vacation where you just like sit on the beach all day doesn't really sound like my vibe. And maybe it would be, maybe it'd be super relaxing, like reading a book, drinking a marg, like just hanging out. Maybe that would be so nice, but I want to like go and do things and see places and go to cute restaurants and bars and like go see the different sites that the city has to offer wherever I am, but never done a really like beach vacation, especially in my adult life. So maybe I should put that on the list. Maybe I should try it. I don't know. You'd have to relax. Yeah, I'd have to chill. I'd probably enjoy it. It's probably good for me. (laughs) So the last life update, did I already say this in the last episode? I cannot remember, but I went and did a bike bar. You didn't say that one. Okay. Um, My last life update is that I went and did a bike bar with a bunch of friends. I went with one of my friends and like a bunch of her friends, really. It was super fun. I've never done one. If you don't know what it is, it's like, they're they're kind of all over. They're, They're definitely all over Denver. It's basically, the only way I know to describe it is like an open bus almost and it's kind of long and it has like two bars on either side that you kind of sit up at and there's little cup holders and then you pedal and it like moves the bike but actually it doesn't move the thing at all the guy who's like driving it has like a gas and a brake I didn't pedal once because I could barely reach the pedals it was super fun though we just you basically hop around to like different bars and just go in and like get it like take a shot or something and then come back to the bike bar it's pretty fun um and that's it. Those are my life updates. I mean, other than that, just, you know, that staying sounds- busy, booked and busy. Do you have some recs? Yes. Yeah, I have a lot of recs this time. Okay, go ahead. Um, I really recommend doing your taxes. <laughs> so that's my first rec. The- <laughs> Job you applied to listening to this. <laughs> Good citizen. Like, check. Very interesting. <laughs> Doesn't know what taxes mean. Check. <laughs> And then my other recommendation, I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, but half-baked harvest. It's just it's just the best. Their recipes are just genuinely delicious and you can always substitute things. They're not healthy, I'll say. That. They're, not the They're definitely not the healthiest. Mm-hmm. Right? Have you been using the cookbook I got you? Yeah, I've been using some from the cookbook and then some from the website. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She always has like really good stuff on her Instagram, and I'm like, Oh, this looks so good, but it has so much cheese in it. I, I literally, I'm like, this like is a special occasion meal. It's a special <laughs> occasion meal. Yeah. But I've just been like making them a little bit healthier if I can. Mm-hmm. Love that. And I have two podcast recommendations and a TV show recommendation. So my first podcast recommendation is sounds like a cult. Have you heard about this one? Sounds like a cult. Yeah. That's no, what the but it, podcast is called. it sounds really good. I'm excited. Yes. Oh my gosh, it's so good. So every week they take a topic and they talk about how it's a cult or how it's like a cult, I guess. And then they'll rate it at the end of like, is this the kind of cult that you should just live your life in? Is it the kind of cult that you should watch your back because it could turn ugly or should you get the fuck out? Wow. Is it like, okay, is it like funny? Mm-hmm. Is it serious? Yeah. It's like funny. One of the person... One of the people on it is a comedian. Okay. The other one, I'm not really sure what her deal is, but. I get this newsletter called The Unpublishable, and it's this woman named Jessica Delfino, Delfino or something like that, and she reports on the beauty industry, but she's like very anti-products, which I align with very much. Anyways, 
she was on this episode of sounds like a cult talking about the skincare industry as a cult because like a skincare routine wasn't really a thing until like a few decades ago and a lot of our like skincare research like for example oh I have this type of skin like combination skin or oily skin or whatever all of that stuff it wasn't even like dermatologists that like taught us that it was just this marketing ploy in the early 1900s that was just part of like people wanting us to buy more stuff we have like this routine that's like cleanse tone and moisturize that was created by Clinique the company so it's just really interesting I I really love so they did like an episode on that yeah they did an episode on why skincare is sort of like a cult in the ways of it being like, it makes you think that there's all these things that are inherently wrong with you in order to sell you things. That sounds pretty culty. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, but they have a lot pretty of common. episodes as well. Yeah. Pretty common. Unfortunately. Yeah. Anyway, so that's one of my recommendations. And then my other podcast recommendation is How to Save a Planet, which is, it's a podcast about like climate change and the environment and stuff like that. And I just listened to this episode was put out a few weeks ago a few weeks ago it was about fast fashion and it was really interesting because you know like we I feel like we are somewhat aware of fast fashion right now and like I'm not buying from like Shein or whatever at this point most of my clothes actually I buy from the thrift store it was the whole episode was about how most clothing items are made from like plastic or like oil fossil fuels once that stuff gets old or whatever which they're only able to kind of last up to 10 wears and then they're like either don't hold their shape anymore they don't fit right they don't look good they start to tear then we throw them away we have nothing to do with them and the companies that sell them to us have no responsibility to those clothes so they just are like whatever I don't care So they were talking about how it's really hard to recycle those clothes because they're made with all these refined materials and that so many clothes are thrown out every year that like every person on average throws out something like two suitcases of clothes a year. That's crazy. I know. I never throw clothes out. I always take them to Goodwill at the minimum. Yeah, at the minimum. Yeah. So it was just really interesting to listen to it and- there's a bill that they're thinking about, they're trying to pass, kind of forcing these clothing companies to take initiative for what happens at the end of the clothing's life. Mm-hmm. So they either have to buy them back, figure out how to recycle them, like make it easy for you to send them back, which I think would really help because when, when they can take it, when they have to take accountability for what they make, then they might make less shitty products and might care a little bit more about what they're putting out. Because mm-hmm. they have to eventually take it back. So, yeah. But one thing, one fact that really blew my mind was that Shein puts out over a thousand designs per day. Designs? Designs. That's shocking. I know. Imagine. That is absolutely insane. How could you even get through the website? I don't know. It, it's impossible. A day. It's I've insane. never, I don't think I've ever even ordered something from them. No, me neither. That is absolutely crazy. Yeah. Wow. And then I have one more recommendation and this is completely beside uh, podcasting, but Bridgerton season two. Oh, I need to watch it. Okay. Have you watched the first season? Mm-hmm. Okay. Did you like it? Yeah. 
I like don't really care that much about romance as a genre, but this is what I realized actually. I don't like romance as a genre if it's modern because I'm like, this doesn't feel realistic. Act the acting doesn't feel like realistic at all. Like I don't feel the chemistry between them usually. But when it's it kind of like takes you out of like overthinking about it and just like sees it as a story. I think it's really interesting to to see some sort of like romance world that's nothing like today's like romance landscape. So mm-hmm. I just like it for that reason because you can kind of take yourself out of it and enjoy it more because it doesn't look anything like today. Yeah. I need to watch that. I've been meaning to do it and I have had no time, which <laughs> brings me to my next point, which is that I have no recommendations because I have not been consuming any new content. Like the only content I really consume is just when I go to bed, I'll just like put on a show that I've seen a hundred times, just like fall asleep and that's it. So her recommendation um, is friends. Yeah. my That's my <laughs> one recommendation guys. Um, and then I haven't really even been listening to that many podcasts. Like I haven't listened to any new podcasts or read any new books. So um, my one recommendation is I have been doing the Wordle every day and it's so fun. I love it. We need to send it to each other. I didn't know what it was, to be completely honest. I had no idea what it was. I had heard people talk about it when it like kind of first started and was so big. And I was like, I have no idea what that means, but I don't care. And then when I was in Dallas, my sister was like, you should do the Wordle. And I was like, I still know what that is. And she showed me. And now I've gotten like three other people hooked on it. It's really? so fun. And whenever I, I do like, it. Who doesn't know about this? At this I point. know. Me. I am one of them. I'm the one of the few. I've been doing it for almost two months straight. Yeah, it's been it's been going for like, I don't know, almost a year now. I think they've done like 290 something. And every day I do one, I'm like, dang it, I wish there was more. I want to do another one. <laughs> oh, I think there's like an app. I have something for you. Okay, tell me. It's called Quirtle. <laughs> what is Quirtle? <laughs> it's like called Quirtle because there's four of them. And okay, four letters? No, four wordles oh 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 okay and you have you're guessing for all of them at the same time okay is it on what is it on it's just like it's the same thing just like it's q u o r d l e is it on new york times Mm, i don't think so i think it's a separate website i also i also play two others (laughs) i play worldle okay it shows you a country and you have to guess the country and that's it's just world. Okay. And then I also play hurdle, which is you guess the song. <laughs> and then every morning, Bryce and I wake up and we go, don't even talk to me until I've played my wordle, my quirtle, my worldle, and my hurdle. <laughs> I can't believe this. I really was like, this will be a great wreck for anybody who doesn't know what it is. And Jackie's like, <laughs> let me like one up you times don't a even thousand. Talk to me. I can't believe that. Okay. I'm going to be, I'm going to be doing all of these from now on. Wow. It's so fun. If you don't know what it is, which I think most people do, but I've actually shown it to a lot of people who don't know what it is. It's just on New York times. You just look up wordle and go to the New York times link. And it's just like a little word mind game. What? Someone that doesn't play, like I send the wordle to my mom almost every day. And she's like, I don't get this. Why are you sending me? (laughs) I'm going to do it every day until she starts playing. You send her the link. No, I just send her my results. <laughs> She's like, what are these squares? What does it mean? Okay, well, 
I think that's it. Oh, did you want to mm-hmm. do straight to jail? Oh yeah. Okay. What I was going to say really quick to preface mm-hmm. straight to jail. Mm-hmm. I feel like, I just feel like it needs to be said that this is mostly a joke and we're mostly this is just 100% like, a joke. yeah, we're not, not this coming for any of these people. No, no at all. I, it's literally just like supposed to be funny and have people be like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. That is annoying. Or that is funny, whatever. And also these are our opinions and they don't matter. So don't come for me. If one of these things offends you, that Has doesn't matter to you about it. I've had more than one person be like, oh, I just need to, I just have a bone to pick with you. I'm like, you really don't need to. You yeah, really don't. don't. Need to come to me about it. It's not that serious. <laughs> it's really it's not, not serious at it's all. It's mostly a joke. We're mm-hmm. just kidding. I mean, we're just like, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Honestly, it's just supposed to be funny. Most I guess of I should these, say. I know people that do them that I love. Right. And I still love them. Yeah. And I'm sure none of there's so things... many things that I do that are straight to jail. A hundred percent. I eat in bed. Almost... That's a straight to jail. <laughs> yeah. A lot of things I do are straight to jail, like a lot. Maybe we should roast ourselves. Do oh, straight to jail for things that we good. do. That'd actually be pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Okay. Go ahead. First of all, car people, no offense, but it's straight to jail. <laughs> car people, is that what you said? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I can see it. I don't like, I honestly don't know that many car people. Although one of our longtime listeners is a car person, I think. God love him, but no offense. And this didn't even come from him. It's just that like, okay, here's where this comes from. I went to go get my oil change the other day and it was me and two other ladies and this grease monkey waiting for the grease monkeys to fix our cars. And (laughs) me and two other ladies walk into a grease monkey. (laughs) And this guy comes in and he goes, to this other lady, he goes, this is your air filter. This is a new air filter. Look at it. It's so dirty. Do you want a new one? And she was like, you know, my financial situation is just like really not good right now. Like I can't afford it. I'm sorry. And I was like, you know what? Same girl. Like I was just thinking like same. So he leaves 10 minutes past. He comes back and he goes, all right. So that's going to be whatever her total was for the oil change and the air filter. And he, she was like, I'm sorry. I didn't want the air filter. And she, he was like, Oh, I thought you were saying like, okay to, to it. And she was like, no, I was saying like, I agree. It looks terrible, but I can't afford afford a new one. (laughs) And then like, so he's like, all right, like, let me go pull it out. Then I guess just doesn't even leave it in. Just I can't imagine that an air filter is expensive. I can't imagine it. He leaves. She turns around to us and she goes, did I like it's I said no right and we were like you absolutely said no a hundred percent yeah and I was like you can get these I was I'm like, not don't kidding for take like, advantage of you girl I'm sorry I just looked it up you can get these for like 12 bucks yeah oh you just can leave it in yourself yeah just leave it in also I'm honestly not even sure that I even believe that air filters are real <laughs> whoa Think about the air that's outside and the air that then blows into mm-hmm. your car as like air conditioning mm-hmm. I don't, I don't believe in air. I can't see it. So anyways, freaking 10 minutes pass and a guy comes back. Uh, she's already left. He comes up to me and he goes, this is your air filter. And this is, this is how bad it is. This is a new one. I'm like, I just saw you do this to the other girl. Like I want to be very clear here. I'm not, I don't want that. I was like, I just was like, fine. Like, no, I don't want that. Just so like, he couldn't like make any mistake. I do not want that. I don't like it how like car people know so much more about cars than me, but then they keep it a secret. Yeah, they're like gatekeeping car knowledge. They're gatekeeping car knowledge, gatekeep girl boss car bitches. Okay, 
Anyways. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's my first street to jail. No offense to the people I love. I know that are car people. Yeah. The, once again, it's a spectrum, just like Disney adults. Mm-hmm. Okay. My, my last one is just when people say like, I'm going on a hot girl, whatever, or like I'm doing a hot girl thing. I just saw like on Instagram, like a, I'm going on a hot girl walk and it's just this girl getting ready for a walk. And it's like, I just don't like that because that puts so much pressure on the walk. <laughs> you know, it's like, you have to be hot for you it. You have to be hot the entire time that you're on the walk. That sounds like so much pressure. Like, just go easy on yourself. Just be like, self-care walk, sure. Or just like, sure. just walk. I think I'm going it's, on a walk. That's fine. I think <laughs> I think the idea, no, I 100% agree with you. I think the idea comes from you go on walks every day to become a hot girl. Like, hot girl walks, you know? But oh, also the other thing the about that, result. this kind of, yeah, it's the end result. This kind of goes into something we said last week, I think, which is just like seeing seeing one thing on the internet and then not shutting the fuck up about it forever. It's like, oh my gosh, hot girl walks. I'm becoming that girl, that girl energy. I'm like, you see one thing, you see one phrase and then everyone on the internet repeats it for months. And it yeah. is photo dump, photo dump, photo dump. Shut up. Stop saying photo dump. First of all, that sounds disgusting. Second of all, <laughs> Just call something different. Be a little more creative. Just be like, I posted a photo dump from Boston and my caption was the Boston Chronicles. Like, cute, cute. Just do something else. Do Put something else. I, He's a reporter. I can't. It's, it's anyway. too much. It's too much. Here I go. I'm like, I always, I always go off so hard on straight to jail. And yeah. that's why I think I have to be like, okay, it's a joke. Yeah, you do. You do kind of get really <laughs> heated about it. Um, it's okay though. We love it. Do it's that's my straight to jail. Hot like girl getting, rants. Yeah, <laughs> just a hot girl rant. I'm getting just ready for hot girl, girl somewhere. This is gonna be a hot girl rant. The thing is that I think you're hot even if you don't get out of bed. That's true. That's the that's truth. True. Okay, so now do you wanna do you wanna roast ourselves? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, yeah. My first roasting myself is eating hard boiled eggs. That's disgusting, Oof. and I should go to jail. <laughs> straight to jail. I do it too. <laughs> They're so good, but they're so Ooh, disgusting. They're not good, but they are a good, like, quick yeah. little snack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wish the more things were just like that, you know? That Where and, like, could bananas. Just, you could just eat just them. Like, and yeah. it's, like, good protein. Like, that and bananas, yeah. Yeah. Good car snacks. Leave them yeah. there for days. Well, maybe not. <laughs> I didn't mean to agree with that. <laughs> I said, yeah, way too quickly. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, that's my first one. Yeah, I feel like I had a bunch swirling around in my head for myself. Let me just pick one. Oh, not how much you hate yourself. Go ahead. The fact the fact that I have to get up to pee like five times a night straight to jail, mm. and it's fine for me. Like it is annoying, but if I ever have to share a bed with anybody, it is seriously the most annoying thing ever. Mm-hmm. I hate sharing a bed with people because I'm self conscious about like keeping them up, whatever I'm doing. Because one, I have to watch a show to go to bed straight to jail. Two, I have to <laughs> pee a lot because I drink too much water. And three, I like move around a ton to get comfortable. And I just feel like I'm keeping somebody up so then I can't sleep. It's just a recipe for disaster. Unless I'm in a king size bed. Bryce is terrible at sleeping next to people too, because he has sleep apnea. And oh my God, if he doesn't wear his retainer, I mean he's he's snoring is horrible already, but if he doesn't wear his retainer, it's next level. Where like, and I'm like a pretty heavy sleeper, but he said that the other day when he didn't wear his retainer, he woke up and my head was literally under the blankets. Like I had the blankets <laughs> over my head. You're like, I, I will then, suffocate myself. And then in his sleep, he called me another girl's name. 
I was like, I'm calling the police. I can't. <laughs> Down 911. You tried to chill. <laughs> oh my gosh. I hate you. Okay, I'll close it out. My last one is that I literally can't survive in any temperature over 80 degrees. I feel so <laughs> sick and ill and nauseous and dizzy. It's so embarrassing. I think I need to acclimate my body. And it is straight to jail because it makes it hard to do things in the summer. Yeah. To be outside for one. So I'm just an air conditioning girly. <laughs> just love, love room temp. Okay. Well, we are going to get into our episode topic today. We're talking about trusting your intuition, listening to your body. And yeah, we're going to get into it. Okay, I'm kind of out Webster's of breath. Webster's Dictionary defines intuition as just the most in- unintuitive <laughs> definition. <laughs> you know what? Um, in- intuition can have whatever definition feels yeah, right to you. Exactly. But actually, I really liked this definition of intuition, so I wanted to share it. It was the ability to acquire knowledge without recourse to conscious reasoning. I kind of liked that because it was like you acquire knowledge by just thinking you think yourself to be smarter <laughs> i could do that that's, that's what I, I think, think intuition is i think it's like to kind of your like your inner knowledge based on your life experiences mm-hmm. that your brain subconsciously i guess i should say like your subconscious knowledge like your brain and body subconsciously know kind of what you need physically mentally and then just like what's what the best thing is for you yeah. rather than you know rather than trying to take in all this information that we're bombarded with every single day two of the factors that it uses is like biological and like experience based mm-hmm. don't hold in your pee that'll be bad that's biologically intuitive don't touch the stove because you know it's going to be hot because in the past you've touched it and it's been hot that kind of thing. Um, so I think like those are the two kind of factors that go intuition into intuition. Also, there's like some part of it that's like what just feels like it's right, like a gut feeling type. Yeah. Of thing. I think that's a big one is what feels right. I think deep down, you kind of know, you know what you need, you know what the right decision is going to be for you or what you want to do most. Um, you know, what feels good to you versus what doesn't, but I think we get confused because of all the information that we are being inundated with from basically social media and other forms of media. And then just like maybe the people in our lives too, but it really, to me, it's just everything I see online and it gets really confusing just to touch on a few topics that I feel like can start to get confusing is like what you should be eating, how much you should be exercising, how Mm -hmm. you should be taking care of your skin. Like you mentioned skincare in the intro, what you should be doing with your life in general, (laughs) what your career should be, what type of job you should be working, all of those things. I think we get kind of jumbled up on what we're supposed to be doing because there is so much competing information. There's a TikTok I saw recently or something, a reel or something. And basically this guy was like, 
it is so hard to be alive because anything like we have so much access to knowledge and information on the internet, but literally anything can be true. He's like, look at right now, right now I'm going to look up. Does coffee cause blindness? And he looks it up. He's like, right here, coffee could cause blindness. He's like, now I'm going to look up. Can coffee make your eyesight better? Yep. Coffee studies have been shown coffee. Make your eyesight better. And it's just like, so this is a funny example, but it's so true. You get a lot of competing information where you think I should be doing this. Oh, well, I actually, maybe I should be doing this. Actually, maybe I should be doing this. I should be doing this. And it's not until you can kind of quiet that that you can listen to your own intuition and your body and your mind kind of telling you what is going to be best for you. I feel like people think like, oh, intuition is like kind of spiritual, but it's literally not. It's just like dogs have intuition. They don't believe in God. You know, it's like, I think it could be spiritual in like many different ways. Like, I think you're right. Not everybody believes in God or is religious or any like things like that, but also they could still believe in some sort of higher power, like the universe or something like that, that could feel spiritual. I think there's a lot of definitions of that. So I don't want to write that off, but I get what you're saying. Like, I just don't think it doesn't have to be tied to something as traditional as like religion, but I think it really is more about intuition. I think is more about yourself and kind of, you know, like knowing what's best for yourself. Yeah. Knowing kind of knowing yourself and then Mm -hmm. going beyond that trusting your intuition. Cause I think a lot of times you actually, I, I mean, oh, maybe almost all the time, you know, <laughs> what is going to be best mm-hmm. for you. Your body knows your mind knows your subconscious mind knows, and it's all the other information that makes you question it and makes you think maybe I should be doing this, or maybe it's the people around you. So we kind of want to dive into some of those things. What is intuition? We talked about that, but how do we listen to it? And then what are some areas that you can use intuition and listening to your body and your mind to make decisions and take care of yourself instead of trying to go off of all these other things that everybody else is saying. And I've almost never had a bad experience just like listening to my gut and Mm -hmm. intuition. I second that. And even if you do, you learn from it. And I think I just heard another quote the other day that said something like, when you win, you win. When you lose, you learn. And it's just like a good, it could be for anything, but it's like, even if something doesn't go your way, then you build on that as more knowledge. Mm-hmm. So you really can't yeah. go wrong. You really can't. Yeah. So when we talk about intuition, what are we talking about when it comes to like your mind and your body? When I think of intuition, when it comes to your mind and your body, I think of like intuitive eating, self-caring intuitively, making the next choice be the best choice to kind of build a better version of you. To me, I feel like a lot of times we are what we do. Also just like noticing how you feel. So to start, if we could just talk about self-care, for example, I was talking a little bit about skincare earlier and the skincare industry. This newsletter that I get called The Unpublishable about the skincare industry. She talks a lot about how our skin actually makes a lot of the things that we're getting from these products like collagen and peptides and whatever. And uh, our skin barrier, a lot of the products that we use breaks that skin barrier. And it actually, it makes it harder for our skin to heal well because it needs to rebuild that skin barrier back. And instead, if we just use like very little, very minimal products with a very, very small chemical list, 
then we actually don't need all of those products because our skin will not have to be rebuilding itself. If your skin is like, well, what the fuck is this shit? You know, you can like take that as like, oh, maybe, maybe I don't need to put all this stuff on top of it. I agree with that. I'm not someone who's ever had like a big skincare routine. And I've found that literally just using like washing my face with water, using a moisturizer. And I guess I should say as a disclaimer, like I've also never had like terrible skin problems. And so maybe I that's why. Right. And so it's like, I, I used so I, much I think, stuff growing up and I had acne, eczema, like mm-hmm. discoloration, dryness. And I yeah. used so much. And then when I stopped using all that, it just, a lot of those problems just went away. Yeah. I think it's definitely something to try. And I know it's not for everybody. Some people obviously have like hormonal acne or something that's genetic. So it's not always what's going to happen. But I think like you just said, taking it back to the basics, same thing with eating. I mean, just to touch on intuitive eating a little bit, taking it back to the basics and not feeling like, oh, I have to be, you know, for me, I, I see these things and I, I don't even want to say I'm like a professional at this because it's still really hard for me with all the information that we're getting constantly about what you should be eating and what you shouldn't be eating. It's, you could, just like I was saying earlier, you could look anything up and it, you could find why it's bad for you and why it's mm-hmm. the best food for you. And that's what makes it so hard is, you know, there's people doing vegetarian and veganism and then there's gluten-free and there's dairy-free and there's keto and whole 30 and all these different types of eating that people say are the best way to eat or the healthiest way to eat. And so you think, okay, maybe I should try being a vegan. And then you think, well, that might not be good because people then say, oh, you need to eat a high protein diet to like really lose weight. So you have to have a lot of protein. And then, you know, it's just all these different things. And you're like, I don't know. I don't know what the best thing is. And none of these things are working because you're not consistent with any of them because you feel like you try one and then it doesn't work. And so you try to do something else and that doesn't work. And you see something new every single week about Mm -hmm. the healthiest way to eat. And so I think something now that has been gaining a lot of traction is this idea of intuitive eating, which I'm sure many people have heard of, but basically it's just listening to your body, listening to your intuition and what really noticing what makes you feel good versus what doesn't. There's this quote, I can't remember exactly, I can't remember who says it, but eat food, not too much, mostly plants. Yeah, that's That's Michael Michael Pollan. It seems like a big part of being intuitive is that it's the opposite of what like capitalism has been feeding us all these years. It's like, you need this and this and this and this to be happy. Yep. And really, it's just like, you don't need any of that. You don't need to go on a crazy diet. You don't need a bunch of skincare products. You don't need every single new trend of clothing to be happy. You have that like inside of you, the ability to. And if you listen to that, you're much much more likely to be happier. Yeah. I basically every industry is trying to sell you something to fix a problem Mm -hmm. in your life, to solve a problem in your life. And in fact, what they do sometimes is create the problem, like skincare yes, products. That's oftentimes, exactly, that's what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oftentimes create the problem. Diet culture. It's like they show you that you're not good enough. And then they're like, here's what to do to fix it. And then it's like a crash diet. And so it's not sustainable. So then you end up quitting and you end up gaining weight back or mm-hmm. whatever. And feeling and then more you have insecure to again. Yeah. It's like, you feel more insecure. All of these industries are made to keep you purchasing products. Yes. And so I think if you can, like we've said a few times, 
take it back down to the most basic thing Mm -hmm. and then go from there and say, you know, what's making me feel good? What's making my skin feel the best or look the best? What's, you know, what is the most natural basic thing that I can do that feels good to me? And then from there, if I want to add on a couple other things or do something that feels right in my gut or makes me feel good or makes me feel more happy or more peaceful, then I'm going to do those things. But I'm not Mm. going to listen to all this other noise telling me that I'm not good enough. And so I need to buy X, Y, and Z to make myself good enough. Or my life could be better. So I need to be doing X, Y, and Z to make my life better. I'm not, of course, we're not preaching that you shouldn't be working on self-betterment, but it's, it's really easy to fall down like a spiral of thinking Mm -hmm. that you need the next thing and the next thing and the next thing to, to reach this point of fulfillment. And, and what is like even that point in fulfillment? Cause like, if you think about it, like in skincare, it's like you, they sell these products to you. And also they sell the fact that you're flawed to you. Like in this podcast that I, that I was talking about earlier, the sounds like a cult one about skincare. They were like, what is the end goal? Like, what is, is it to literally not age, to literally get younger? Because that's just simply not possible. Right. Right. That's a lot of it is like trying to prevent the inevitable. Yeah. And it's like, it's okay. It's okay that we age. It's okay that we have acne. Actually, acne isn't even a problem. It's just, it's honestly your body's way of telling you, Hey, I don't really like that thing that you just put in me or, Hey, I don't really like all the pollutants outside. Honestly, the best skincare is making your environment a safer place. Like all the pollutants bad for your skin. We don't care about climate change. We just care like, Oh, if I have a good enough product, well, it doesn't matter how bad the climate is. Right. And it's like, we don't think about all these other contributing factors that could be adding on to the way that we're feeling, looking, et cetera. So I think it's just important to notice some of these more external factors and not think, oh, I'm just going to buy another product to put a bandaid on this. Oh, I'm just Mm going to do another crash diet to put a bandaid on this. Like the way you eat or how you take care of your skin are just like two examples of how you can uh, listen to your intuition when taking care of your body. Um, I think some other things is like, sleep and rest, like listening to when your body needs to sleep, listening to when your body needs to rest and not be go, 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 um, movement, you know, what feels good to you. You don't have to do the latest and greatest type of exercise that everybody's talking about. If you hate it, you know, like you can just find something that's fun to you. Mm-hmm. That's not, not, not something new. That's something that everybody says, but actually doing it and being like, I don't have to do these crazy hit workouts. I don't have to weight lift. I don't have to run. I don't have to do whatever. Like find one of those things that you really enjoy. And Mm -hmm. then your body will be like, yeah, I like this. Yeah. This is fun to me. It will release serotonin. It won't stress you out. It won't stress your body out. Like to the point of where it's releasing so much cortisol that like, you're not even really getting anything done. It's like, you should be doing something that makes you feel good mentally and physically. And so just listening to that and knowing I don't have to be weightlifting. I don't have to be doing a ton of cardio, like pick the one that feels best to you or mix it up or whatever. Just listen to your body and what it needs in that moment is yeah. kind of great for all of those things. I've been kind of abiding towards this rule for a little bit now that I really like is do it for free first, whether it's like eating better. I mean, obviously you can't eat for free, but like 
don't buy a bunch of cookbooks or a cooking class or or like a diet diet pills. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or like don't buy a bunch of exercise equipment or a gym membership or all these skincare products. See first to just learn as much about it by just like either experience or actual research. If you can find some that doesn't contradict each other as much and then, and do it for a little while and then add on it. If you like it better, like for example. Yeah. I think just kind of taking it back to the most basic way of doing something first. And then if you want to add more on to that, you should, but Mm -hmm. yeah, not just trying to fix everything by getting the latest and greatest products and what you're seeing all over Instagram. And it's just like yeah. so easy. It's so easy to, get, to buy that stuff. And it, yeah. never, it never really, it does never does what you want. And, and so to your point of intuitive eating, kind of the reason why we even started thinking about intuition is because I found this article online about the 10 principles of intuitive eating. It was just, it really spoke to me because not a single one of the 10 principles was like, buy this or, you know, consume this or eat this food. It was all about changing your mindset more. Like some of the things in there, what the first one, which I love this and why I felt like I knew the article was going to be a a good resource is the first one is reject the diet mentality. That is something that is so hard for even being an American woman. It's just so hard to reject Mm -hmm. diets because you see them all of the time and everything is a diet. Like everything is a new diet. Mm -hmm. You know, everyone who, who got to their certain body shape always wants to share how they did it. And everyone always asks how they did it. And the thing is, it doesn't actually matter how someone else did it. I mean, it's fun to like learn about it and maybe it can help you, but almost no one else's diet is going to work the same way for you. Mm -hmm. So just like rejecting diets in general, I think is just like such a good practice. And then another thing I really like is honoring your hunger. Like if you're hungry to eat, I know that sounds so stupid and simple. A big part of diet culture is the result of that, which is eating disorders and the thought of like the less I eat, the skinnier I will be. We never think like the better I eat, the the more I eat, the healthier I'll be, the more energy that I have. I want to just express that like not honoring your body and what it wants. It it's dangerous in certain ways, you know. Mm-hmm. It's it can lead to terrible self-confidence or worse like eating disorders or mental health disorders. I think it's really important to actually reflect on what is good for you and not just what is working for everyone else at mm-hmm. this website. If, if you want to look it up, it's intuitiveeating.org. And I just typed in 10 principles, 10 principles of intuitive eating. And it's the first thing that came up. And I just like, I think that it's just very spot on and I, I really love it. Yeah. I read that article too. And I thought it was really great. And also it's one of those things where it doesn't only have to be applied to food. Like that's one mm-hmm. thing, but I yes. think just to kind of jump into our next topic of discussion, mm-hmm. you know, kind of going beyond what you're eating, what you're drinking, what you're putting on your skin, how you're taking care of your body. It's also good to start to notice 
some more external factors, like what else is affecting you negatively or just noticing how any of these things are affecting you. The media you're consuming is a huge one. Mm -hmm. I have been so conscious of this lately because I was just falling into this huge comparison trap of every single time I was on social media, I was feeling bad about myself, not necessarily always about like how I look, but like about the job that I have or my living situation or how much money I have or the ty- just the type of person I am wanting to be like a different person because of the things that I don't like about myself. And I started to say, okay, let me trace back this like thought spiral. Why did I start thinking about the, f- like, why did I start thinking that I shouldn't be working a nine to five and that I'm wasting my life by doing that? Why did I start thinking that? And then I think back, oh, because I saw this thing on social media almost 100% of the time. I have to say like, I rarely say always and never, but like almost always it's social media and it's just being, seeing other people's lives constantly is very hard on us because we're always thinking we should be more like that person. And all the people that we're thinking that about are also thinking that about somebody else. Mm -hmm. And so we've said it before. It's a great place for creativity and community and learning and all these different things, but it's also can be really dangerous. And so I think mostly just noticing how you're feeling. If you, every time you see a certain person's post, it makes you feel bad about yourself or it makes you feel like you're not doing enough or it annoys you or whatever. Just unfollow that person, yeah. mute that person. Mm-hmm. Do, you don't have to follow them. I think we almost forget that. Like we just scroll through and we're like, this is my feed. And it's mm-hmm. like, it doesn't have to be. Your feed yeah. can be literally whatever you want. Of course, there's suggested posts and ads and X, Y, and Z, but you can really curate your feed down to be like something that's actually serving you and not harming you. And if you feel like you can't do that, then maybe you take a detox. You know, maybe you step away from it for a little bit if it's really harming your mental health or your physical health or whatever. I think yeah. it could just cause a lot of turmoil. <laughs> Yeah. I've been thinking about this so much lately. I I have two thoughts about it. The first thing is that I think for a really long time, I thought like, if I can't handle following this person, it's because of something I'm doing wrong. I just thought like, oh, I just need to be stronger. I just need to, or I just need to do better so that when I do see this person on my feed, I can compare better to them. You know, it's like, if you're comparing yourself at all, just unfollow them because it's never ever you versus them. It's always going to be you against yourself always. Mm -hmm. And the thing is like, you're not, if you see someone, you're like, Whoa, my, uh, my eating habits are not nearly as good as that, or I'm not nearly as good at exercising as that person. Well, actually that's not the question that you should even be asking yourself. You should be asking yourself, am I thinking about exercising in a good way? Am I exercising more than I was last year? Am I challenging myself to get out of the house, stuff like that. You should be comparing to yourself, if anything. Mm -hmm. And then the second thing I wanted to say is there is this recent Instagram post by Carla.Rockmore. That's R-O-C-K-M-O-R-E. And she, she just posts about fashion. She's like, she's 50 something. She had this video about following people and if you know unfollowing people if you don't like seeing their content but also following people who are more diverse and have a lot of different experiences than you if you only follow like skinny white bitches on instagram and you're comparing yourself to them all the time that is going to be so much more harmful than if you're if you have like a 
a ton of diversity in your feed because you're going to be like, I'm nothing like these people. So I'm not going to compare myself to them. I'm just going to learn from them or enjoy their content. Simply find them funny, be interested in their lives and you compare less and social media becomes more of a community. I've been unfollowing fashion influencers and skin influencers and whatever, and following, you know, more people that are diverse, that are speaking up about things that I care about that aren't trying to sell me something, you know, Mm -hmm. and that has really improved. I think my mental health and I think that's great. I mean, that's just you again, noticing like, Hey, this actually isn't making me feel good. And I think that can honestly be easier said than done. That's said a lot on the internet. It's like, if this doesn't make you feel good, don't do it. And it's like, yeah, Mm -hmm. that's easy to say, but I think you have to dig a little bit deeper and be more intentional about noticing how you're feeling, whether that's like, just kind of like taking stock of your emotional health at the end of the day and thinking, okay, what was it that made me feel not that great today? Or what was it that disturbed my peace today? Or what was it that made me compare myself today? Mm -hmm. What felt toxic to me and what felt beneficial to me, you know, and just, you have to be more intentional about it. It can't just be like, Oh, it doesn't make me feel good. You know, there's a lot of things that don't make me feel good. Dairy for one. Will I stop eating cheese? Maybe we'll see, but it's like, I'd have to dig a little deeper and be like, Hmm, why am I continuing to do this? Even though it doesn't make me feel good. Like maybe that's the next question. And Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be about food. It could be about anything. Like, why do I continue to hang out with this person? Even though they don't make me feel good. I mean, Mm -hmm. since our episode last week about friends, but, um, I guess that kind of does actually lead us into our next point, which is just noticing how you feel around your community, the different people you're surrounding yourself with. Again, this is something that's said quite often, but really taking note of how you feel when you're around different people. Do you feel inspired, uplifted, peaceful, or do you feel like chaos, hurt, shame, whatever? It's like you you just are who you surround yourself with in a way. And you, your mind and body and gut know when someone really isn't that great for you or when you don't feel that good around them and then deciding kind of what you want to do about it. Um, Mm -hmm. and just not necessarily, you know, going through your life and cutting people out, but more of just like, okay, I actually want to surround myself with X, Y, and Z type of people, the type of people who like to go outside or something like a type of people who want to build a business or the type of people who really like to exercise, whatever that is, whatever your kind Mm -hmm. of goals are, surround yourself with those people, surround yourself with people who are smarter than you and who are in a place that maybe you want to be like, who uplift you, who encourage you, who support you. It's just, again, noticing how that's affecting you can be huge instead of just going through the motions and being like, well, these are my people. It's like, well, they don't have to be if, if it's not serving you. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And even kind of a subsection of that, like romantic relationships. I think that this is the part where it is really hard to listen to your intuition because usually it doesn't tell you what you really want it to. But a lot of my, honestly, every single one of my relationships that I've stayed in too long, I had my gut telling me the entire time, this isn't right like this isn't the right relationship for you or like every time I'm on a date and I say, yeah, I'll go on a second date, but I'm really like, I don't want a second date with this person. It's really hard to act on your intuition. Like listening to your intuition is one thing that's really hard, but then acting on it 
and staying true to your gut. That's just, it's very difficult. Mm -hmm. It's something that I will probably never get right completely because sometimes like the truth really hurts people. And I don't want to be like someone who's like, I really don't want to be with you or this is literally not about my current relationship at all. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Shout out to but Bryce. It's fine. It's fine. Cause Bryce doesn't even listen to the episode, but, yeah. but like, I've just had the, those relationships in the past and it's part of the reason why I know that this relationship is so good, but also like if I acted on those other ones sooner and ended them sooner, I think I would have just been so much happier and saved myself so much heartbreak, even though acting on your intuition is hard, you will always feel good. If, you know, after that kind of initial wound of it, you'll always feel like you made the right choice and it'll be hard at first. And then it will be really, really easy, way Mm -hmm. easier than staying in a relationship too long. Yeah. Take that from someone who has stayed in a relationship for (laughs) two and a half, two, two and a half years too long. Yeah. I absolutely love that you brought up acting on your intuition because it's a perfect segue into our next section of discussion or our next topic of discussion, which is just talking about decisions, choices, trusting your intuition. It's, it really is the hardest part listening to it. Okay. Yeah. You take some, you quiet some of the external noise and you start to listen to what feels good to you. And then you're at this point where you're like, I know, I know what's best for me, but I think the first step is trusting your intuition. So getting to the point where you feel so confident in yourself not just in, you know, not confidence in like the way you look or these external things, really like in who you are as a person that when you have a gut feeling, you say, okay, okay, this is it. And I trust that for me, this is something that I'm very actively working on because it is super difficult. And I have been the type of person most of my life who thinks that I need validation or permission from other people. And it's not like, I actually think I need it. It's not like I'm like, oh, I won't do this unless someone says I can. It's like, I think, okay, I'm going to float this idea to a few of my close people. And if they think it's a good idea, I'll do it. Because then I think where that stems from is that if it goes wrong, it's not totally on me. Or like it was, you know, other people thought it was a good idea too. So like, I can't be in the wrong that much, or Mm -hmm. I couldn't have been so wrong, you know? And also it comes from just like wanting to be a people pleaser and wanting everybody to like me or think that I'm doing the right thing. And it's not to say that I've never done something that other people didn't agree with, because there's been a lot of things that in my life, I'm like, "Mm, people don't think this is a good idea, but I'm going to do it anyway. And it's usually turned out fine because I'm like this, I know this is what I want to do. I know like, Mm -hmm. for example, I was like, I know I want to go to New York city for my internship. I want to go there. I want to live there. And a lot of people are like, really? You really want to do that? I don't know. Are you sure with your anxiety? Like, do you think that's such a good idea? And I was like, I know I want to do this. And it was great. It was a great experience and I did it. And it was not easy to figure out all the logistics, but it was just that gut feeling that was like, I know I want to do this. I really want to do this. And so I think it's not that easy because you don't want to upset the people in your life. You don't want to rock the boat. You don't want to make a mistake and then have other people judge you. But like you were just saying, ultimately it is, you know, what's best for you. I think the more times that you trust your intuition and you do what you want to do based on just 
your own thoughts, not based on what everybody else is saying or everything you're seeing on social media. You do what feels right to you. The more confident you become in your intuition and yourself and the easier it gets to be like, Ooh, this doesn't feel right to me. It's going to be a no, or I really want to do that thing. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do what I can to make it happen. No matter what anybody thinks. And those are the people who have such fulfilling lives because they're not holding themselves back and they're not saying yes to things that they don't want to say yes to. You know, it's ultimately, I think it brings a lot of not only happiness because, you know, happiness is pretty fleeting, but peace yeah. to your life, fulfillment to your yeah. life, confidence. richness, confidence. Yeah. Yeah. All these things that you can't take a pill for or right. Manufacture, you know, manufacture the, those things that you can buy a really product. get by just yeah, listening to yourself. And a lot of times it's, it's things that don't have an effect on other people at all. If I do them or not, like, for example, this podcast, I don't know what it is, but having a podcast, there's something very embarrassing about it. To me. <laughs> and <laughs> it's inherently embarrassing. It's inherently <laughs> embarrassing. I honestly should go to jail for it. It's embarrassing because it's like, oh, you just talk about yourself for an hour and then you release it and you want people to listen to that (laughs) and you're going to promote that. Okay. Just talking about these things. Like I know what I'm talking about and no, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm literally just talking about my own experience. I'm not an expert on really anything except for having a deathly nut allergy. Uh, I'm just, I'm not an expert expert on anything. Um, (laughs) And so, yes, there's something embarrassing about it, but like, there's something in me that's like, oh, it's so fun to make things. It feels so good to make things. And if I make things, it actually doesn't affect anyone negatively, except for maybe straight to jail and all those Disney adults. Except for Disney adults. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We have been going hard. (laughs) We actually laid off of them this week. We did. We did. And we actually. The the Sounds Like a Cult podcast has a Disney adults one that I really want to listen to. So I'm going to report back next week about it. Yes. Yeah. No, that's so funny that you say that because it's so true. Like nothing about this is like, yeah, we should be releasing our thoughts on our experiences in the world for everybody to hear. Like there's no reason. No. But except for the fact that it's really fun for us. And I feel like it does resonate with people. Like whenever I hear from literally anybody, it's not like we have this ginormous audience, but when I hear back from anybody who's like, I loved your episode, or even just like, I listened to your episode. I had a friend from work last week. He's like, I just listened to your episode that you just most recently released. And he's like, you guys just sound so good. I'm like, really? You really think that? Like, he's like, just sounds so professional. And I'm like, thank you for saying that. It just, it's like, yeah, that's great. Great to know that at least like, some people are resonating with it and therefore it feels important. But even Mm -hmm. if that wasn't the case, it's just so fun to do. Yeah. And it brings us joy and fulfillment. So like, who cares? A lot of it with this intuition stuff, intuition stuff is not worrying about what other people think, which is like very common advice, very rarely taken. Mm Mm-hmm. It is so difficult to put into practice. I am like so, so, so guilty of caring what people think. It's probably like my number one hobby is just thinking, <laughs> what would someone think if they saw me doing this? Like, it's actually 
straight to jail. Mm-hmm. Embarrassing. Like it's, it's just anything I do, like I'll be walking around in my office and I'll be like, do I look stupid right now? Like, it's just so dumb. <laughs> just it's so, so embarrassing to be a human <laughs> in general. It's so awkward to be around other people. <laughs> it's really hard to not care what other people think. And that's coming from me. I feel like I'm like, okay at it, but I'm definitely, I definitely care more about what people think than, than I let on. And a huge part of that is social media because I, and I think that this is kind of where it comes from is that social media is this place where you can curate exactly how people think about you. Right. Mm -hmm. But you can't do that in real life, in real life. Right. You just have to let people think what they want to think about you. You can't curate it. The, The most that you can curate it is thinking before you speak and dressing right. yourself the way that you would like to be dressed. Right. And like, that's, you know, your face. Yeah. yeah. It's like to a certain extent, you can't um, monitor everything that you're doing and you can't change what people think about you. They're just going to think that way about you regardless. Right. You know, as long as you like try your best, I'm sorry, you can't change it, which is so different from social media. And I think that we're just so used to that. And we like that. Like, I love that. I can just, no, actually I'm not even going to say it. I hate that I think of so much about what I'm going to put on Instagram instead of just posting a photo from the trip that I just had so that people can be like, oh, that's what Jackie's up to. It's for community. And I don't even use it for that because I'm so worried about what people think of me on there. And yep. in real life, I'm not even that worried about it. Cause I'm like, I can't help it really as much. And I'm surrounded by pretty good people. So whatever, but I'm so worried about it online and it's just as bad. Yeah. I definitely agree. I I love that you said like on social media, you are 100% curating the facade of yourself that you want people to think of you. This is kind of a tangent, a social media tangent, but do you ever post something on your story? Maybe not. I feel like you're pretty authentic in the way you post, but of course everybody thinks about what they're going to post. But like sometimes I post on my story and it's like most people that follow you, let's just say 75% of people that follow you aren't like your close, close friends that see you all the time. It's just like people from your life, random, random, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. And they're kind of your acquaintances. They don't really see you ever. They just follow you on social media. And so you're like, I can really curate what these people think about me. I can post certain things to like look a certain way. I mean, let's be honest. That's what we're all doing Mm -hmm. for the most part. And so do you ever like post something and then you're like, you see somebody who like really knows you has watched it and you're like, mm-hmm. do they think I'm being fake? <laughs> or did oh they? Oh my think God. Every time I cool? post something, I feel so fake about it. And I'll it's because I don't really ever post on, I mean, not really, not ever, but like I don't post on social media that much. So every single time I post, I'm like, it's just fake of me to even post. <laughs> because you're kind of <laughs> so like- embarrassing. I'll see that my sisters have seen it and I'm like, do they, are they thinking like, this is not how Nicole really is or something, you know, like, like, I "I know Nicole is in bed right now (laughs) watching friends. Right. Like she's not on a plane. She's not, what is she doing? And I think it's, it's, it's just a funny thing. Like, I think I try to be pretty authentic and I don't really, I don't really post like really flashy type of things or like look how cool this is or every yeah. single time like, I'm with friends when you do post it's like definitely the highlights of what you're doing yeah it's not yeah I don't I'm not posting up like the bad parts obviously mm-hmm. who is but it, I think I started noticing it when I was friends with somebody and I was very, very close with her 
and she posted a lot and she, everything she posted was just super fake. Basically is the only way I know how to put it. Whereas I was seeing her day to day and it was like, not at all what she was like, or, you know, true to her. And I was like, Oh, I really don't want to post like this, but I think I'm kind of in the middle. I think it's very obvious if somebody's posting, trying to portray themselves a certain way that they're not and trying to look super cool or super well-traveled or super rich, whatever it is, mm-hmm. super fit, super healthy. Like there are, it's pretty obvious. Yeah. So I feel like we all do it, but some of us are just a little more stealthy than others. <laughs> I, I just like feel like everyone maybe needs permission to like post their real selves on social media sometimes. And I like understand that people only want to post their highlights because who wants to show themselves not looking great in a place where you can only show your highlights if you'd like, but like, it is kind of damaging to always look at everyone's highlights all the time. And so like, it's kind of fun to not do that. Sometimes post good days and Hey, this is what I'm listening to. This is a recommendation or whatever, like more neutral stuff too. But then also sometimes it's really nice to just be like, Hey, I'm, not doing well. And I haven't shot in three days. Right. Um, like I'm, I'm going to, I'm unwell. I'm I think unwell. it is yeah. like, I almost like watching that kind of stuff more. It's not, not people posting terrible things about their lives, but just like kind of like, I okay, love, I'll post. I'm, I'm like, post more about your <laughs> Um, It's why TikTok is nice. Like it's obviously the mm-hmm. biggest time suck yeah. in the world, but it's more real. It is just a lot more realistic and it's funnier. It makes it mm-hmm. so much funnier. Like I'm always here for just like hilarious content, whether it's like happy, sad, whatever, like I just love people who are funny and everyone on TikTok who's just like fucking hilarious is always just like look at a mess in their house, like never in like a cool mm-hmm. location, just like vibing, living life. And you're their like, house has no, yeah, this is on the walls and right. you're just, you know, they're, they're in a t-shirt. Yeah. There's chilling. Their bed is unmade. It's so, it's just more fun to watch because you're kind of like, oh, oh, this is like what everyone is doing. Yeah. And if you, it does feel a lot better. Like after I get out of TikTok, I only feel bad about myself because I'm like, well, I spent three hours on there. Oh, I wasted so much time. (laughs) I wasted so much time, but I never like, I'm comparing myself. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. That's true. Well, we've gone on quite a tangent, but, Mm -hmm. um, I think we really did wrap up everything that we wanted to talk about in terms of intuition and just like kind of the the different levels of it that you can pay attention to and then start to act on. And I think this is something we can all work on again. Like we said before, we're not experts or professionals. This is, this is something we wanted to talk about because that's something we're really actively working on, or, I mean, I don't want to speak for you, but that's no, how I feel. It's literally something I'm always working on and always trying to get better at. There's this kind of idea of like, you know, you're born and then you're inundated with all this knowledge. And then you're just trying to get back to who you really are and what is actually good for you. And I feel like that to me rings so true. It's like mm-hmm. I'm always trying to get back to like what, what I actually enjoyed as a kid, what it was good for me as a kid, you know, I'm maybe not trying to eat like I did as a kid because I pretty much only ate mac and cheese, but maybe honestly, the key to a higher self is just eating mac and cheese every day. It could be. It could be. Uh, you never know. We don't know. We won't want to try. I'm, yeah. I'm going to want a three week macaroni and cheese binge. Mm-hmm. Every meal. <laughs> I'll let you know how that goes. That sounds so good. New um, diet alert. Yes. New diet. Mac and cheese only. <laughs> That'd be a hot one. This has been a great conversation. I'm glad we got to talk about this. This really wrapped up like a lot of things that I've been wanting to discuss. I think it's just like inner confidence, trusting your gut, the kind of the journey back to your most 
basic self, I guess, in a way. Mm-hmm. And so I'm really glad we got to discuss this. And thanks everybody for listening and joining mm-hmm. us along this discussion as well. Yeah. We will post all the things that we recommended in the episode and talked about on Instagram, if we yes. remember. And uh, <laughs> I will wanna, remember. If you want to follow along with that, we are at So Good So Far Podcast, and I'm at Jackie's Attic. I'm at Nicole Pilgreen. And you can once again rate and review us on iTunes and rate us on Spotify because mm-hmm. not as ratings, give us five stars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So feel free to always just reach out on our Instagram if you ever just have a thought that you want to share with us, because we will 100% share it on the podcast. We love to. Yes. We love to see it. Oh, another thing I wanted to say is if you don't already listen to the bloopers, please do that because there's some gems in there. There are. If you could just go back through all 50 episodes and listen to like the last 10 seconds of every episode, it's honestly worth it. It's so yeah. funny. I'm mm-hmm. going to do it maybe tonight just for fun. Yeah. Um, but yes, thanks for listening to 50 episodes, sticking around. We mm-hmm. are so happy to be here and we just love doing this. It's so fun every time we get to do it. And we're just glad that people want to listen to us. So thanks so much. Well, it's been so so good so far. Okay, I'll try to speak really eloquently and I won't say anything about double fisting.